everybody. Welcome to Romba Pod, inclusively yours. And today it is, I like to call us the dynamic duo. <laughs> maybe, yeah. we're not, maybe we're not feeling as dynamic. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm Mika. With me is Melinda. Hi, Melinda. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've been so excited about this episode. And we are actually, we are not talking about a trope this time around we are going to talk about accessibility yes I am very excited we've been wanting to do this for you know ever since we started the podcast so I'm really happy that we're finally going to do it and there is so much just surrounding um accessibility and I just want to state like I just, off the bat, I'm already ready to give a disclaimer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we, you know, we, we can talk about like a lot of our lived experiences and also, you know, things that we know about, um, but God knows I am not the expert on accessibility. <laughs> and I am 100% not the expert. I mean, Um, I think it's important that we both talk about, like you said, our experiences, but it's also important that we get across that there are many different types of disabilities, Um, just like any experience. um, People with disabilities are not a monolith and everyone has different experiences. But I thought that for us, it was really important that we really wanted to have this conversation and just talk about the different experiences that we both have in our disabilities and how um, we've experienced things and how um, accessibility is so important to us and why it should be important to other people. Um, and we really, you know, when it comes to accessibility, like people ask things like, um, what is accessibility? Um, and what does accessibility mean? Because I think that a lot of times people believe that it's this like huge thing that like they that um a they can't seem to get you know their minds around sometimes, or b there's so much of it like where do you start? And really, if if we were just to distill this down to its basic like <laughs> to its basic formula. Hey, you like this? I'm here. I'm with the math again. (laughs) (laughs) You do like your math. I'm horrible at math. So I think it's (laughs) hilarious that I make math associations, but it really is all that accessibility is, is having access is the ability to access something or someplace or information. You know, and it's just, it, it starts with super tiny, small things. Um, And I know accessibility is so important to you at just like the base level. And I think if that's the one thing we can get across that if you just start small in just tiny little ways, it can just creep into other things and then make your life and other people's lives so much better. And I, I think that, um, you know, like you were saying, there's so much, there's so many different types of, of disabilities and so many ways that people um, often need access that sometimes like I, as a blind person, don't always even think about it until it's pointed out to me or, um, or unless I see something that someone has mentioned and then I'm like, oh yeah. That makes perfect sense. Well, and let's and let's stop there because like I'm just like jumping ahead of myself here. So first of all, so obviously, like you just said, you're blind. So that is a huge like that's a disability that you need access to things that you can't access. And it's incredibly frustrating to me when um, we don't make those things accessible to you. And there are so many different types of disabilities that are, you know, different scales of disability. I have fibromyalgia, so I have a lot of chronic pain issues. And then there are different things like, you know, mental health and then migraines. 
um, a lot deafness, obviously. Um, and then there's acute illnesses like cancer, things that happen that you have a disability for a very short time. So these are all different disabilities that people need, you know, access to different things in varying degrees. So that's what I mean when I say there are different types of disabilities and different um, accessible things that you need or different people need in their lives. And so when I say that there are different types, I just want to get that across that, you know, your accessibility issues and my accessibility issues, two completely different things, still extremely important, you know? Yeah. And the other thing I really wanted to bring up is that um, there are people who have more than one disability. Oh, absolutely. And so, and so what might work for me as a, what's going to work for me as a blind person is not going to work for someone who is deafblind. Right. Absolutely. And that's not something that a lot of people think of. And that's definitely something that I don't think of as someone who has chronic pain. And I didn't really start thinking a lot about people who need alt text or gift descriptions until I started having blind friends, which is not a great thing for me to think about in the past. But I'm, you know, obviously working to get better on that every single day. And, you know, you're talking about like things like sometimes, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And we live in a world where, um, where in most circles, accessibility is not built in from the ground up. Right. Which is frustrating, but it is what it is. And, and a lot of advocacy has been about, you know, making people, think about it from the ground up because it's a lot easier to have those discussions than to create a product. And then all of a sudden um, people are like, this isn't accessible. And then you're like, well, how am I supposed to make this accessible? And, um, and so that's a challenge. Right. And the thing is, is like all, all you can do is do better. And, you know, once you realize it, it's not even, it's, realizing it and doing better and working on it on a regular basis. And I'm positive that I do not get things right all the time. But when I realize I get them wrong, I, you know, correct it and move on. And I feel like if you can do that, that you're learning and getting better. And I, I hope that if people listen to this, that's what they get from it as well. Yes, for, for sure. Because, you know, like, this isn't about beating anyone over the head or saying, no, not you're, at all. you're wrong. And how could you not have thought about this? Um, <clears throat> unless you're a super famous app developer, in which case, oh, you know, these yeah. platforms and you know, better. So. <laughs> 100%. And in, in that case, if you are, if you could please um, develop your apps right now, <laughs> That's right. get it together. <laughs> that would be amazing. And, and also, and also the thing is, so, you know, the other thing is, um, and this is where it comes in that people with disabilities, we're not a monolith. So what I am saying is not, it may not be what some other blind person says, you know? Um, and so I think, for example, um, sometimes, sometimes people don't always agree on how to do things. So I am a pretty open person. So if you DM me or ask me something about blindness, you know, um, unless it's, unless it's like a super dumb question, like how do you take a shower? Um, <laughs> I'm going to answer you because I want, I, cause a, you're probably my friend if you're DMing me anyway. And so friends help friends out and B, I want, I want, I, I also get something out of this and <laughs> I can guarantee um, you, I will never DM you and ask you that question. <laughs> oh, you would be surprised what people, what people ask from everything from how do you take a shower to how do you have sex? So, oh my God, people are <laughs> wild. Um, go ahead, Melinda. I was just going to say, you know, disabilities impact everyone differently. You know, I know, like you said, people are not a monolith. I know that, um, Everyone, like I have, like I said, chronic pain issues, and I know that 
everyone deals with that differently. And, you know, people with chronic pain definitely get recommended yoga all the time. And oh, yes. Yeah, you know. Yoga does not work for me. Um, but How about some lavender? Have you ever uh, tried lavender? You know, I really <laughs> like the smell of lavender, but it doesn't do anything for me. I do enjoy the smell, though. Have but, oh, meditation. Have you ever tried oh, meditation? Oh, my God. <laughs> but so I will, you know, never ask for um, recommendations of thing ever on Twitter because you will always get those same things over and over again because, you know, people think that you haven't ever thought of those things. So, but I'm not saying that another person with fibro, they may very well get great relief from yoga because admittedly yoga is good it can help with things it just doesn't personally help me yeah i understand i know you do i do (laughs) so we just wanted to talk a little bit about you know how we talked about you know that our disabilities definitely impact us in different ways we wanted to talk you know a little bit about you know, accessibility in our online spaces, because obviously, you know, online spaces, that's how we met. That's our wonderful communities. Um, But they're not always the friendliest places for accessibility. I mean, yeah. I mean, Mika, how many times have we talked about the fact that it's incredibly difficult for you to just jump in to conversations. People don't describe things. Yeah, it, it is definitely a challenge. Um, so, you know, the big thing is that is that I just want to be included. Like, I don't want to be out here being like, put out text on your images or, you know, <laughs> I want I want to be in this conversation I want to be in this conversation as well. And, um, but often I would just kind of scroll by and scroll past. Um, and when, when gifts and that's right, hard G fight me. <laughs> same, same. We can agree on that at least. <laughs> um, when gifts were out, you know, like, somebody would be like, you know, I'd see a tweet for someone. It would be like, oh yeah. And then this HTTP calling slash slash blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, what the hell is that? <laughs> um, I have no idea. And I really, and like, and a lot of people were like me and would just skip over, like just scroll past because um, the idea of a, like, I just want to talk about books, you know, right. or, Whatever it is they're talking about, I just want to be included and feeling. And so having to ask for that inclusion, then it was like, now I have to be, now I have to take on, you know, I'm blind. And now I have to bring that back into the forefront again and talk about right. blindness. And I have to ask this thing that I really don't want to ask because now I feel like, I feel like I'm being a pest or you know, and, or I'm bothering, or I'm bothering people. Um, and you, you make one time you put it to me, like, you know, you wanted to have the same option that I had. I can scroll by these conversations and I get to choose whether or not that's a conversation that I want to involve myself on. You did not have that same option because you have no idea what the context of that conversation is because you have no idea what that gift is. Yep, exactly. And I remember I wrote a thread on I wrote a thread on Twitter about it that received way more traction than I even than I even realized. Um, because I knew I knew that I you know I, I asked people to describe images and and back then a lot of times you know I I knew the people who were already doing it. But I also knew, like, who wasn't doing it. And um, and it wasn't about making anybody feel bad, but it was about just saying, I'm not, I'm not being included in this. And I remember just being like, if it's not too much trouble, if you could just describe your gifts, just so I know, like, what, what's being said. And I was getting, like, replies sometimes. Just I would write something, and I would get a reply, and it would just be a gift. And I'd be like, I don't even know what this is. I, I can't even write back to you. 
Yeah, I specifically would remember seeing people reply to you with no like text and just a GIF. And I would be like, okay. And I would start finally replying that and describing those GIFs specifically to you in the, but replying yes. to that person too, because I would be like, I would never say anything rude. I would just be like, okay, but in my head thinking, okay, Mika has no freaking clue what that means. But I, I just don't know that people, like I said before, like you don't know what you said this, you don't know, you don't know. And it has to be frustrating to constantly, like you said, you know, reinsert the fact that you're, you're blind over and over again. Like, okay, again, you're blind. Hello, you're blind. Like that's so frustrating and tiring. I just want to talk about books and banging in books. Like, you know, <laughs> that's what I'm here for. And you're like, okay, is that a gift that I, you know, should be offended by? Is that a gift that I should laugh at? Like, that's all you want to know. So you can, you know, keep moving on and having that conversation. Um, and let me just tell you the really great thing about the people that I follow about Romance Landia is that people just started doing it. Like, I remember, you know, people started doing it and I would see people kind of reminding people. And every time it would just make me smile when I would go pat and I would see and I would see a gift that was described or an image that was described. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And, you know, and especially. Uh, Twitter wasn't really making it especially easy to find yeah. like how to describe an image. And at that time they didn't even have a place where you could describe a GIF. And, you know, you all were awesome because I know a lot of people asked for that, both blind and sighted. I was very happy when they finally got it. it it's very, I was very excited when they finally got the GIF description. Oh my gosh. Yes. Because I would forget it just because you would reply to someone and you reply in the moment and you don't remember that. And then afterwards I would be like, crap. And I would try to go back to that reply and then <laughs> re-add it. But because like I said before, you, you, you can only keep learning and keep trying to do better. But every once in a while you forget. And then I would be like, crap, I need to do better the next day. But yeah, I was very excited about that. And um, so online spaces just don't always make it easy for us. But as, you know, people on Twitter, we can make those online spaces as accessible for our blind friends. And the thing is, not even for just our blind friends, like you don't know who's on Twitter. You don't know somebody who's on Twitter in the book community who's blind. You have no idea. And most likely we're not really going to tell you, you know, (laughs) unless there's an issue or something. So if that person is scrolling Twitter and they like, like you said before, like you don't, you don't know who's scrolling and you don't know if they just want to be included in that conversation. Maybe they want to jump in on that conversation, but they don't know if they can or want to because you haven't described that gift. And there was a question because uh, we did, we did pitch some questions out to people. Um, and there was one that I kind of wanted to answer now, if you don't mind. Okay, Awesome. So um, someone asked, how much, dis- how much alt text should we, should we put in a, in a description? I was really excited about that question because that is a question I've wondered too. So it is, I, I just feel like, I feel like it's, I mean, if you ask three blind people that question, you'd get yeah. three different answers, right? So, you know, I don't think that you, I, okay, so here's what my answer is going to be. My answer is going to be, because I've been thinking about this a lot, it's twofold. What sticks out to you in the picture? Um, so what is it that sticks out to you? And what is the information that you would want to know if you could not see it? Okay. So, for, like, example, I do a lot of puzzles. I post puzzle pictures when I'm done. And usually my alt text for that would be, like, completed 1,000-piece puzzle of a cottage. Right. Um, so, you know, and, and again, you know, I, that is enough for me. Like I, I, I know that you have mad puzzle skills and <laughs> that you are a complete badass and could do something I could never do, not because of blindness, but because I, I am just not made that way to complete puzzles. I just know it. Um, <laughs> but you know, I sometimes am curious about like, 
you know, what color is the cottage? Does it have any like windows or is it more, is there, is it like a cottage on the lawn or are there trees surrounding it or, you know, just things like that. And it doesn't, to know. Be, it doesn't need to be like a long Tolkien-esque, you know, and the grass was green for 18 pages, but, <laughs> but, you know, like these are things that like I would want, I would definitely want to know. Um, because then, like I, I already know that you're badass enough to complete a one thousand piece puzzle, but I, I can admit that I have been really curious about, you know, like what is it, what, what exactly is it showing? Good to know. I when I do those alt texts, I've always been like, should I put more description or less description, or you know, okay, excellent. That was a great question. That I'm glad that we got that one. <laughs> and I want to also just mention that, um. There are several, there are several levels of blindness, right? You know, so you have people who are totally blind. You've got people who are the only acceptable use of the word colorblind that I will take. Um, you know, you know how people are like, oh, oh literally that went right over my head. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, what kinds of colorblind are there? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm very focused on accessibility right now. It's all good. <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> but that is the only color blindness I yes. will accept. Is <laughs> um, and you know, people have different fields and depth of perception, and you know, different fields of vision. And so, um, and so, I just you don't know, you don't know who you're speaking to when you write those descriptions out. You know right. what I mean? Okay. Like, and how much that's going to mean, you know, to someone. And obviously, you know. I don't feel like it's something that people should like, you know, stress over. So if you're a one-liner, you know, like if there's a book, it's more, it's more helpful if you do put the title of the book instead of just be like a red book, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, you know, for book covers, I, I don't, I, until someone started describing them to me, I didn't really know what they looked like. And so it is nice to know, you know, maybe like the ethnicity of someone on the cover um, or who is on the cover and maybe like a little bit about what they're wearing and, or, or how they're like posed or that kind of, you know, that kind of thing. So where you feel like you can add that, you know, you should. If like you can. If, if like, uh, like, let's say Miss Bev did a cover reveal and like we added like alt text to it. And instead of just like putting, you know, like, her name and the title of it is it helpful to like put you know gorgeous black man and like and like a description of what he's wearing and like so. yeah you know if you wanted to okay. yeah that would I would find it I would find that to be I would find that to be helpful okay good to know because we don't know what we like until we realize what we're missing right understandable I, I would have no idea um and then I also just wanted to, can I also just talk about a little bit about screen readers? Oh, for sure. Because I know we had that question too, and I feel like there's a lot of misconceptions about about screen readers. Do you mean screen readers like what you use to like uh, read Twitter? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Go. For and it. and like how they work because people don't always like know how they work. Um. So some people have thought that screen readers will just describe the picture for you, and that's not. And that's not the case. Um, okay. So there are there are a lot of different screen readers. Um, the Mac has one. There can only be one. Um, <laughs> so the Mac and iPhone have one. Windows has like you know like Jaws and NVDA and um, I think System Access and one called Dolphin. Um, <laughs> And apparently, apparently, software developers love their their water concepts. So apparently, Jaws. Um, and then there's one for Android, and and which is also on your like Kindle device, your Kindle device that you buy from Amazon, called Talkback. Um, and all of them work in different ways, but but um, overall, they are going to read whatever it is that you are writing on the screen. Like, you know, so whatever, whatever print text there is, I, um, I will read it. Some of them have opti optical character recognition, um, on them where you can like do a screenshot of a meme and then get it to tell you what it is. Um, 
or at the very least what text is on it. Um, it doesn't, I have never really gotten it to work really well for book covers um, because of all the fancy writing that people insist on putting on that book cover. <laughs> um, fancy font, but it will, you know, it basically just reads what you are, what you are um, writing. And so, and where accessibility is concerned is that, um, is that like, you know, you just want to make sure that the documents that you write are in an accessible format or, um, and I'm going to put some, put some, probably some links together just to, just to give people some ideas, but it's basically just going to read what you write. Well, with that said, um, <clears throat> there are things that I, I find like annoying, but I don't know that I would necessarily tell people not to do because I, I don't want to be like that person. Like, Oh, don't do this. I don't like it. It's bad for my screen reader. You know? <laughs> um, but, you know, like it finally reads emojis, which is awesome. Um, and but it does not read. It doesn't read like those um, different characters to the weird font. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. OK, it doesn't so read I, that really well. I had done uh, like a, a th like a brief post on Twitter about that saying, hey, you should not use those weird fonts and a crap ton of emojis in your screen name because, you know, screen readers will read those and be super annoying. And I had this um, person on Twitter, like, basically yell at me and tell me that that was not correct. And I Googled it. And I was like, No, this is what I'm talking about. And I um, sent them a video. And they were like, well, there are bigger things to be mad about in 2020. Oh, and I was like, okay, well, this is what I'm choosing to be mad about. So you can have fun with that. I'm going to be choosing to be mad about this over here. But regardless of that, person, um, but I mean, in there, when it's in like their username, don't you have to like, doesn't it read it to you every single time? Every time. And okay, that's what I thought. And I, and sometimes it'll be like, you know, character two, 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 six, eight, one, seven, blah, 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 or character this. And then, you know, um, face with squinting eyes, grinning face with squinting eyes, grinning face with squinting eyes, grinning face with squinting eyes, blue heart, blue heart, yellow oh heart, God. dog bone. Like, like, and I'm just like, I'm not going to read it. I'm, I'm not, I, there's nothing that you could possibly say that is that important to me. Right. And then when they use like the weird font, that isn't technically a font. It's like some weird code or something. Yeah. It's just weird. i Ugh, it just I don't like when I see it, so I can't imagine that it works very well with your screen reader. Um and and so then and so at that point, like they could be giving me great information, but I don't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot, like I said, there's so much about screen readers and and kind of how they work, but at its purest essence, whatever print is on the screen is what it will read. What I will say is that um, is that like AI has gotten, is getting more sophisticated. And so like a lot of memes that people put on Facebook where it'll just say, it used to just say like picture may contain text. Um, now it might say like butterfly border contains text that says, and then it'll say what it says, but there's no rhyme or reason for like when it will work and when it doesn't. Um, but it seems to work more now than not. So <laughs> yeah, that was one thing that I did want to bring up because I know that it can be um, super frustrating when there's like one of those random memes that will start going around, you know, Romance Landia that will be super fun to do. And you're like, um, hi, I want to do this, but you have no idea what it says. Like one of those like cafeteria table ones, like where would I oh. sit? Yes, yes, yes. And then you can't do it because no one has bothered to like done the alt text for you or anything. So just those kind of things. Those are kind of frustrating. Yeah. And I, and at that point I was like, oh no, I'm not missing out on sitting at the cafeteria with somebody. So let me ask. Right. <laughs> and let me ask what this is. I think it was Lily that wrote that one all out for you. Which she I was did. Like, yeah. I remember that one because it was a lot to write out. I was like, 
because I came on it afterwards and I was like, thank God someone was here that would actually do that. <laughs> and I was sitting at the surprise, surprise, the paranormal table. Shocking. <laughs> I'm shocked. Pretty sure I was sitting with Nalini. With Nalini saying. <laughs> I would be right next to you. And then online spaces, one of the, so I get migraines. So one of the things that um, can randomly chip, trip me up on um, online spaces is when videos or um, gifts are shared that are uh, like strobe lights. Oh Lord. Yeah, mm-hmm. which are not are not even strobe lights, but have that effect without people thinking about it. And I have like my um, auto player turned off, but gifts will randomly play, unfortunately. And like when I'm in um, like a chat with somebody, like even DMs or like I used to be on Facebook and do Facebook Messenger and or even like in Discord. Um, when people post gifts, I'll, I'll have to like move things up really quickly because it'll like give a strobe effect. Yes. That, that will like massively, I'll be like, oh my God, oh my God, move, 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 because it will be really dangerous for my migraines. They will massively trigger that. So, oh, that's, man. which I mean, obviously people wouldn't think of something like that, but there are random ones like that that can be super annoying and I am definitely not the only person on my timeline with migraines if I post about migraines I'll have like I probably have at least 20 people alone on my timeline that will post within like five minutes of that saying oh me too me too me too yeah oh gosh for sure so is there anything else with online um spaces like specifically like twitter anything like that that you can think of that um Um, are we going to talk about reader spaces sure like what's like, like what kind book, of group like spaces? book group kinds of things? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. <clears throat> so I love I love a good book group. <laughs> um, but they have been harder to find sometimes because like, you know, I might join and someone's like, What book? Oh my god, this book is the best book. It is so good. There was so much banging on page seventy-four. And then everyone in the comments is like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like well, what the hell book was this? Um, and do they just post like the picture of the book? They just post the picture of the book. Yeah. Um, and so for me to figure out what it is, I take a screen. I would have to take a screenshot of it, load it into Seeing AI, which is an amazing app, which will read print. Um, wait for it to figure it out. So, you know, we're we're already at about a minute <laughs> for for a book that now I don't know that I even want to read at this point and um only and maybe it will read what it is but maybe it won't recognize the font and that is before I just ask in the comments what it is and sometimes and sometimes in the comments so for the most part people have been really good but sometimes in the comments people are like it's in the cover I posted it's in the picture oh my Um, gosh which makes me want to just burn down the world. Like, um, and I, you know, putting, putting the title of the post in those Facebook groups, it doesn't just help me. It helps anybody who's trying to search in I the was search bar say, of the group. Uh, yes, 100%. Because I've been in those kind of groups. And if you're, plus, okay, if you're scrolling through a group like that, those comments are so tiny and if they're not in the the actual like title of the post like uh, no no I 100% (laughs) agree with you um and it could be it just it can be really just exhausting I'm like okay I don't even in a lot of it I was in a book challenge one year and or this past year for a really famous book group and they posted all the time and you would ask you would ask and people and then send out like a reminder and ask people to please consider it. And, oh, and more often than not, people wouldn't. And so eventually I just left the group because I got tired of asking. Okay. That's, um, that's super frustrating. Um, but I want to give a shout out because I want to give a shout out to a couple of groups to OSRBC. Yes. They have really done a lot of good stuff. I love, it's such a pleasure to be a part of that group. And I tell other readers who are blind and who love romance to join that group. 
because I know that it's an accessible group. And if someone doesn't post something that we can ask on the comments and, and they will instantly post it. That, yeah, that makes me really happy. I'm friends with a few of the admins and I know that um, they work really hard to try to make that accessible. That makes me really happy. So, so tell them I gave them a shout out. Because I will let so great. Eva in particular, I mean, she's the one I'm closest to. She's like, yeah, they are really awesome. That makes me happy. And then, of course, like the, at least the part, the corner of Twitter Romance Landia that I am in. But also, I've noticed that authors have started putting them in their newsletters, putting, like, alt text in their their newsletters and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and the first time I saw one, I was like, I literally screamed. I was like, yes! But also, I really wanted to give a shout-out to, to Breeze Discord. Yeah. Because it is so easy to be a part of that group. That is a group that has put accessibility, like, you know, once people really started learning about it, like they just went all in. And I, I, the, in their rules, there's even a rule that says that you have to, that p- please describe your pictures. Um, and I just really appreciate that. And please describe the, if you put a book cover picture up there, please describe it. Um, and I just, I just love that. And they are so inclusive and so caring and just, it's very easy to be a part of that group without me feeling like I, have to constantly like be on guard or worry that I'll be left out. Okay, I wanna pause for a second and say something else about Breeze Discord because not only is it, it's accessible and inclusive for a few different areas because, so like we said before about disability, disability covers a couple different areas and like they also have, they have all these different channels and they've done a really amazing job of, of like siphoning to where you need to go to take good care of yourself and which is amazing especially in 2020 but also so like there's different sections like I said but then so um there like there's a mental health self-care part which I've been utilizing a lot lately and it's just delightful to be able to talk to other people who um know how hard things are for certain areas. And then also within that little section, I've also found people who also have fibromyalgia. And so like, it's just really wonderful to be able to have that. And I I love the fact that they are inclusive to not just only that, but literally everything you can be inclusive of. It's just really amazing to have that. Yeah, they're, they're like, they're like family. (laughs) So I just, I just adore them. Yeah, they're pretty fabulous. Uh, Just so people know, OSRBC, it stands for Old School Romance Book Club. They talk about everything in that group, and that is run by Sarah Sarah McLean. Yep, that's correct. And then Brie that we were talking about is um, Brie of Brie and Donna, who makes up the author duo Kit Rosha. So, yeah, and they are, they're they're just fabulous. It's a great place to be. Yes, I cannot highlight it enough. And they um they often put out like the link on Twitter randomly. So I mean yeah. she she's constantly um tweeting it out and just randomly shouting it out for more people to join. So I'm in there all, right. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> same, same. It is the only thing keeping me going in 2020, it feels like sometimes. <laughs> Believe me, yes. Okay, so the other thing I wanted to talk about is in terms of accessibility, like obviously we're talking about, we talk about reading and books all the time. Mm-hmm. So like things that are accessible for us and how we read is obviously really important. And so for you, it's a lot different than me. For me, obviously I can read paperback but not really which is I have a really hard time holding like actual paperback books because of the pain in my hands Mm, so mm -hmm. I I can't actually hold those books very well um so I can only read digital books but when the pain in my hands are too bad then I can't even turn like press the pages of the digital books so I know it's literally just a, 
a button on the device, but still, if my pain, my pain is too bad, I can't press it. So digital books are like my lifeline, but audiobooks the last, I would say three years have been like a whole new world for me because when my pain is so bad that I can't read at all, like being able to listen um, and still being able to uh, actually read that way has been just miraculous. And I know other people who have um, pain have said the same thing. And I find it really fascinating that you read more audiobooks than I do. <laughs> I know. I think that's wild. Um, I read I read audiobooks sometimes, but my preferred method of reading, if only everything came in Braille, I would just read it like that. But <laughs> I I read ebooks, um, and usually in the Kindle app or using an app called Voice Dream Reader, um, because I get a lot of books from Bookshare, um, which we'll put in the show notes, and which is legal. So I just want to put that out there because <laughs> some some people don't know that that it is it is legal because of the, of a copyright law. Um, so anyway, I, so I how, read my book in a synthesized voice. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, that's what I was going to ask. Was how does yeah. that work? Okay. In a synthesized voice, and um, a lot of people and I can't read audiobooks very much anymore because I don't like speeding up humans. <laughs> I don't like speeding up like you know books that are narrated um, by people. I I a lot of people love to do that, and I I never have. So um, and when I read an audiobook now, I'm just kind of like I could have read three books by now. <laughs> I can understand that. And I know that when we talked in Bree's Discord um and we asked for some information, we were talking about um the formats and how they're accessible or not. And I know that um because I do read arcs and so PDFs are really not accessible for um for me when I read. So if I get those kind of arcs, I generally don't read them. And I know we got feedback from other people in the Discord saying the same thing because I like you can't make the font bigger. Um, And so like with my migraines, like that eye strain, it really like it super kills my eyes. And I know that other people said the same thing. So PDFs are I. So here's here's the thing. Um, Every document can be made accessible but if people don't do that from the beginning so if they're not structuring the document the way that it needs to be structured if they're not making the headings the way that they need to be it's going to come out as a hot mess epub by its design is probably the most accessible format out of all of them and of course that's not the one that um is the that's not the format that i read the most (laughs) of course (laughs) Do you read, is it Moby? Is that the yeah. one that you read? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, like, Kindle books, they, I have not, I've only had trouble reading a few of them, and I don't quite know why. So, I don't know if it's, sometimes they sound like all the words are, like, squished together. Mm-hmm. So, there's only been some that I have not really been able to read that I need to investigate. But since we were talking about Kindle for a second, can I just go into my, like, rant slash call out? Of course. So on the Kindle app, um, so when you're submitting a Kindle book, publishers, <laughs> there is there is a part, there is something on there that says text to speech, and it's something that you have to enable. Now, personally, I don't think that people should get a choice. I believe that it automatically should be enabled for every book. However, um, however, when Kindle when the voices, when Kindle was first becoming accessible, the Authors Guild had a, um, they tried to stop it by saying that, um, that by saying that it was, that it was like, it was tantamount to reading an audiobook. And, I remember this now. Um, and, and so I think that's, why that got enabled, you know, that text-to-speech thing got put on as enabled, but why it became a choice. But it really shouldn't be a choice um, because people would be up in arms if if their mode of reading was suddenly, if someone said, well, you can't read the way that you want to. 
right um or the way that you need to um and and cookbooks especially seem to be a huge challenge um some publishers are submitting cookbooks to Amazon and they're leaving the text to speech option disabled and they're leaving out a whole a whole population of people who are interested in reading okay that blows my mind because of course like why would blind people not want cookbooks and I just don't understand why in the year of our Lord 2020, you know, in yeah, the year well, 2020, why, why is that a thing? Um, so it's just, it's just not, it's not acceptable. And so I just hope that anyone who is submitting a book to Amazon, make sure that that is, that that is, that that is turned on. Um, because it was a silly argument back then to even think that it would be like reading an audio book. Um, and it's, and it's an even dumber argument now. <laughs> yeah, I have listened to text-to-speech, and I obviously listen to a ton of audiobooks. The two are not even comparable. Mm-mm, they're not the same. They're not the same at all. Okay, that is... So that's my rant. <laughs> that's definitely interesting, and I can see why that would be ridiculous. Okay. So, yeah, PDFs, for me, not accessible. Are they accessible for you? Um, they are if they're structured correctly. Oh, right. You already said that. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. If they're structured correctly, then yes, they are. Um, and a PDF of it being a picture sent in, like a picture of the text, that is not an acceptable. <laughs> no. That we can scan it, you know, or whatever, but it just takes a lot longer. And sometimes colleges do that for textbooks for people. Like my, I have a friend who's in college right now and just to get her textbooks accessible is just this whole thing of gymnastics, which it should not be that way. Okay. Interesting. And then I did want to bring up, so something else um, in general, like under the heading of general accessibility. Mm -hmm. um, So I know that there's been times when you've needed like help with things that are not accessible, which blows my mind, like when you needed help, like, oh, filing for unemployment, which because in the year of the Lord 2020 um, was not accessible, which um, I wanted to scream. Okay, how ridiculous is it that it's not accessible to do that? It was definitely difficult. It was definitely a difficult Okay, but that's that's ridiculous. Um, that it, it's a huge, massive, you know, bureaucracy thing that needs to that should should not be that hard. I I also want to just mention um, captions, captions for people who are deaf. Um, you know, like for videos and things like that, or on shows and things like that's that is super important and. The big thing I wanted to mention, though, Melinda, besides besides like the unemployment thing, cash. How is it that we are in 2020 and cash, if you are a blind person and you didn't have something to tell you what your, the cash was, if someone mm. just handed you a stack of bills? Yeah, I don't even know because I know that, that yeah, that's wild. Um, voting, which, you know, like I won't. I won't make a political stance here, but I will just say that I will just say that voting that voting is not accessible for um, for everybody in 2020. And that's not OK. Uh, also, along those lines, um, voting this year is very worrisome to me in the terms of accessibility, because I just had this conversation today, depending on where you live, the talks of it being very long to be in lines is very concerning to me accessibility wise. So I would just like to say, if you're intending to vote, please check your early voting polls because that is one way for people who need accessibility to try to get to the polls so you do not have to stand in line if you literally physically cannot. Um, So just FYI, and yes, for other reasons, accessible, accessible voting is ridiculous and the fact that it's not, but Yes, I 100% agree. And just in a general subject, I have to tell you how, I just want to give you like a little victory here. Um, I'm in the Facebook group called Meme 
meme jokes for blind folks where someone will submit a meme and there are sighted people in the group that will describe it. And it is a group where all memes are submitted. So it's not based on, so there are memes that are submitted that are offensive. Um, but, but sometimes accessibility is about knowing, like is about having information to like everything. Um, and, and, but I didn't realize how much I love freaking memes until I joined this group. <laughs> I remember when you told me that and you were so excited about this group and it made me so genuinely happy for you because you were just delighted by it. It is so, it's so good. It's so, it's so fun. Like I really enjoy it, but there are a lot of memes that are, I, I even like it when people do submit the really offensive ones because I know, I know that I could submit one if someone put one on my page, um, you know, and I wanted to know what it was, I could submit it and find out. And maybe that means that I don't need to be friends with them on Facebook anymore. But I wouldn't know that if I didn't, if that meme wasn't described. Yeah, no, but I completely understand that. I mean, you have the right to be offended as well as everyone else. I guess I'm like, oh my gosh. Um. And then, would you mind if I just told you about a couple of, about a podcast that I discovered? Of course. Um, it's a new podcast out. It's called Talk Description to Me. And it's hosted by, um, it's hosted, the host is blind. And then um, the other host is a professional audio describer. And audio description is where they have taken the, they, um, where people have written up the descriptions of, let's say, a movie, and they put it in between the dialogue. So, um, and sometimes, sometimes they have they have very little time to work with. But so maybe like you're watching the movie, and there might be a description that says she watches as he leaves, and then and then smirks, and then smirks evilly as she like pulls out her knife or whatever, like something like that. But that might not be something that I would know. I might not, I might think that like she's the innocent one, but it's because of those, it's because of that description. It's because of that body language that we know more about, about this person, this character already. Um, so, so there are audio described plays, movies, um, and on Netflix, Prime, Disney Plus, um, and even Hulu now is getting, is getting some. And, we always want to see more, but are very happy about what's out there. Um, but but this one was all about, like, how do you access your news? And a lot of your news is images, videos, still videos, you know. Um, and so, and someone, and so they describe these images. So he's describing the images to her. Um, like different protesting signs. Um, I, the first, the first episode that I saw was him describing, um, was him describing the, what happened with the George Floyd video. And, and it was very upsetting to listen to, but it was also, you know, like having, that was information that I didn't, necessarily have from like a think piece or from an article or you know did you know what was in the video before you heard it described no okay I knew I knew parts of it but I didn't really know like details so I you know I just knew a little bit and I didn't I didn't watch the video and I didn't listen to a lot of the description but to know that but I really appreciated that somebody had this idea of, of doing this. Um, they also describe protests and like the different signs and images and things that the things that go viral because like people can see them and they're snapping the pictures, but that, but that we wouldn't know. Okay. So that is amazing that something like that exists. And I'm, I'm, that makes me really happy that it does because I mean, the George Floyd video obviously is horrific, but that you don't have the ability to make that choice of 
knowing what's what it is you know what I mean like that's not fair and I'm glad that you you know have that option now and it's something like just wanted to mention like it's something I would have never asked my friends to describe like never um you know right. and because I wouldn't want to trigger anybody and and the way that I kind of see it is I'm kind of used to being without information so I would much rather be without the information than to ask a friend like to describe something like that to me when I knew that when I know that it would be like really upsetting to them so it, it is really nice to have this podcast out there so that I'm able to know and and also just able to make sure that my friends are okay. That's really powerful. Yeah, I can imagine. Because I know that um, you don't even like to ask your friends to, like, do good things. <laughs> so, of course, you wouldn't want to ask your friends to do something hard like that. So, yeah, I'm really happy that you have something like that. Um. And then they also, but then also in that, they also, I guess, tre- Justin Trudeau, like, has some hot looking hair recently, um, or oh, did something to his hair. And so they also described that. So anything that has, like, really made the news, they made sure to go into great detail about Justin's hair. I mean, that's <laughs> awesome. I'm glad that it's not just, you know, horrible news, which, I mean, yeah. it's 2020, so it's basically all horrible. But, I yes. mean, at least you get to be as informed as everybody else. Exactly. So I'm really hoping that I, I need to figure out who to find to uh, discuss this new Cardi video that just oh. dropped. Oh my God. <laughs> because it is so delightfully filthy. I can't even, I, oh my God. But I, I need to know the imagery that is involved. I, so. need, I need there to be I need there to be something that does this in great detail because I would not be able to do it ju- justice for you. I need there to be something <laughs> that does it for you. Um, do we have anything else before? I, I know you wanted to give a shout out um, and I wanted to mention a few people as well. Yeah, I just wanted to mention um, just a few people that I think um, are pretty, you know, great at, disability in general just talking about it um either in books or blogging um obviously some of these are people that we love people like Corey, um a blogger and author that um, we've talked about before um they're pretty amazing they talk about um, disability kink queerness um they're on twitter um and i will definitely have these people in our show notes um, and then, you know, the book queen who um, she talks about disability and, you know, fatness. Um, she's pretty great. I've reviewed with her periodically and just in general, she's pretty great to follow and she's super sex positive. So that's always fun. And then um, Amani, I think her last name is Barbara Wren. She has had some really great um, viral hashtags. Um, Hashtag dis the Oscars, hashtag abled are weird. And like, she's just a really great um, follow on Twitter. Uh, she talks a lot about disability. Um, and honestly, I've learned a lot from her by just following her on Twitter. I don't think that she is um, an author. I just think she's a really great um, disability activist that I follow. And then- oh, um, awesome. Kia Brown is an author of The Pretty Ones, and um, she's a a Black disabled woman, and um, I just think she's really great. It's not a romance book, but it's um, nonfiction about being um, Black and disabled, and I highly recommend it. Ooh. I know I follow her, and I've seen, like, a lot of her her tweets. Yeah, she talks about pop culture, and which, um, hello, I love pop culture, and about um, disability, so I, she's just fun. Yay, that's awesome. I have a few as well, um, none of whom are authors, or, or, um, but all of them like to read, so that counts, right? (laughs) Totally counts. So, um, my friend Natalia, Natalia Ratcliffe, she has a blog at Guide This Way, dot net um and she has guide this way on twitter and has the most adorable dog besides treble obviously you know? <laughs> treble. 
but Dodson is a very respectable dog name. <laughs> um, but you know, she talks a lot about being, um, she talks a lot about like mental health and blindness and intersectionality and, um, and also a lot about like Mexican culture and be and dealing with all of that within that culture. Um, and, and about school and, and all kinds of things. So she is definitely, um, a great follow. Um, Tommy Edison has a YouTube channel where he talks, he gives film critiques and has a lot of like, you know, how do blind people do this kind of videos? Um, so, which I think is always really good when they're, I commend anybody who is blind out here on YouTube, um, <laughs> or, or Instagram, um, and Diana with two N's, that's her channel name. <laughs> and, um, she is, she is amazing. She has great, she has great videos, great perspectives, and it's really good to get different perspectives, you know? So, and I'll, I'll, we'll stick a few more in the show notes. Um, but I can definitely, uh, definitely those three are, are just quite fabulous. And I mean, blind people are out here on TikTok. TikTok is like, I'm old. <laughs> Mika, I am maybe obsessed with TikTok. I, I, it's my, I don't know how I got on it. I'm ridiculously old, but I still get on it and I don't make videos though. I just, I just look at it. I have to find the videos with the, with people talking because there's a lot of them when there's, where it's just music in the background and oh, you know what yeah. I mean? so, so there's it's hard a lot to of find dance them. ones that I'm just like, Oh, you're, I don't care about those. I like the ones where they're talking to. But the dog, the Siri pets, those are great. Yeah. Siri yes. dogs. Um, so yeah, and there's just, I mean, we could just go on forever about accessibility. It's so important. It permeates. Sometimes I worry that people get tired of me talking about accessibility, but it does permeate like every facet of our lives and every, and impacts everything that we do and whether, and, and how much work our agency, like, or, you know, that we have to put in, um, you know, and I just remember recently, um, I went to Red Lobster to celebrate my friend's birthday a few months back, you know, BC before COVID. Um, um, and, um, in the before times and we went and there was a, there was a tablet on the table, um, and it had, and there was like a min, you know, you know, those tablets on the table, right, that have the menus right. and, um, and the waitress wanted me said, Oh, well there, try this one, put some headphones in, it talks. And I wasn't even going to ask about it because in the past, they, like none of them have ever really been accessible. So I just know not to ask, right? This one was completely accessible once I put the headphones in, at least, um, so at least if you did not have a hearing loss or hearing impairment. So, um, so it was not accessible. And if you needed to just like use braille or if you, right. if you couldn't use auditory, um, but for me, as a hearing blind person, um, I was able to go through the menu. I was able to pay the bill independently, get my get my Red Lobster reward points, and get the and input the tip. Um, That's awesome. Without having to ask the waitress to input the tip, which is really awkward. Yeah, <laughs> so, I'm sure. Um, and I was able to do that independently and I didn't realize how much I needed that until, until it happened. And then I, I ended up writing an article about, about what happened. Um, but it was just an amazing, it was just an amazing moment. And I, and I always feel like those amazing moments when things like that just fall into place and when that, and when that happens. Yeah. I just think that, you know, accessibility is key to literally all aspects of our lives and like I said at the top that you chip at away at it literally every day and you you just start making it part of your everyday life and I mean that for people who it's not part of their everyday life 
you know, before my husband met me, he didn't think about any of these things. Before I met you, I didn't think about, you know, anything that needed to be accessible for blind people. And now I do on a daily basis. And I know that I've talked about it to other people. And hopefully that has permeated into their daily lives. I just think that slowly, but surely, like, I know that I think about it when I do just about anything now when I, you know, post any screenshot or anything like that. So I just think if you keep doing it slowly, it'll start becoming part of their your everyday life. So I just hope that if anyone listens to that, they at least take that little teeny tiny nugget away. Exactly. And just remember, you know, ask and there's plenty of research. If you have questions, please ask me. I'm at, <laughs> but also get to know me for my for my love of smooching and banging in books too. So <laughs> I mean, that's the best part about you, really. So I don't know what more they can ask for. So I really think that we, you know, talked about literally everything there is to do with accessibility. I don't know what more we could provide there. So write good characters that are disabled. Oh, well, <laughs> there that's you go. given. So, and if, you know, yeah, I got nothing, nothing beyond that. Write good characters. That's, that's all you that's got. It. <laughs> So thank you so much for tuning in and we are going to have a resource list kind of, you know, just some things of that we mentioned to get you started on the right path. And, you know, like I'm always open to questions and I love chatting and, um, and, you know, we, Melinda, this was so much fun. Thank you. Yes. I'm so glad that we finally did it. And yes, yes, if anyone has any questions about any of this stuff, feel free to, Hit us up for that. Other than that, you can always ask us for recs about yes. amazing books. Yeah, we, so. we're ready for the recs too. <laughs> yep, so. All right. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Rom Book Pod, inclusively yours. If you like weekly recommendations for inclusive romance, please take a moment to subscribe. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest at Rom Book Pod. That's R-O-M-B-K-P-O-D. Thank you for joining us, and until next time, happy reading.